Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And so I opened the first episode and I was laying in bed next to my mom. <laughs> oh, no. And the first oh, episode no. started with, you know how it starts. Yeah. Hi guys, welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast. I am your host, Alexa, and with me today is my co-host, Kayla. Hey. <laughs> so it's just the two of us today, but we've got an in- hopefully interesting episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about the curse of second seasons and BL. So just kind of like we've all watched a second season of a boys love show and like it, it has not been good. <laughs> so just kind of talking yeah. about, you know, why is it so hard for them to get second seasons right? And in the few that have, you know, had a solid second season, what has worked with them? And why do we think that they ended up working? And, you know, how could that transfer over into some of these other shows that aren't quite hitting the mark? So yeah, we're going to see how this goes. We don't often do episodes with just two people, but we're going to do our best to fill the time and make it still a good episode for you guys. So yeah, <laughs> let's just get into it. Starting with why do so many second seasons fail? Honestly, I think the biggest reason is that most of these shows are written t- to be finalized as like a one season, like a one season arc. Like most yeah. of the time a boys love series is not written with a second season in the, in the works or in planning And a lot of the times, like, they do a second season if the show becomes, like, particularly popular and pops off. So I think, you know, with them originally only writing and filming and putting out the show to be one season, if they do decide to tap on a second season, they kind of start pulling stuff out of nowhere to fill the space in. And I think that's usually the biggest downfall of season twos in these dramas. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And... I feel like a lot of the time, second seasons end up flopping because they're just, like, isn't, it's not needed. Yeah. (laughs) To put it simply, like, the story has already been told and there isn't much to add. So that writers end up being in this really tough spot 
where they don't have enough material to work mm-hmm. with. And I feel like that leads them to using the popular or overused tropes mm-hmm. that we see so much in second seasons, like cheating plots or love triangles or, I don't know, like bringing in an evil like girlfriend random, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like this is a big thing for, like, second seasons in general. Like, it's really difficult to have a second season live up to a first season of anything. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. there's already so much, like, nostalgia and love attached to that first season that people have that a lot of the time it's, like, it's not even really welcomed by audiences. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, because something gets popular, and I think a lot of the times that's why we see second seasons in BL is because the original season was really popular or exceeded a mark that the production expected it to. And so they see an opportunity to, like, make more revenue from that, I think, essentially, is where a lot of the times it comes from, from a production standpoint. But, like, yeah, I think, you know, if the the first season was good and fans really loved it, then for the fans, like, you almost kind of want to keep that goodness in the tight, the nice little, like, 12-episode package that it originally came, like, packaged in. And I yeah. think the same can be said for a lot of Korean dramas. This is also, like, a phenomenon that's over there as well, even outside of, like, Korean BLs, because they also do the similar format where, like, things are set to be made in one season. And, like, unless you have, like, a very specific type of show, like... Those kind of shows, there's a term for it, but it's like those kind of shows where like each episode is kind of like its own story and they're like self-contained almost. Like an anthology? Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. I was going to (laughs) say anthropological. And I was like, that is not not the right Isn't that like the study of people? (laughs) (laughs) Anthropology. I was like, I know that is not right. An anthology series. (laughs) Yes. I think, like, shows like that are a lot easier to make, like, into unplanned extended seasons. But, you know, Mm -hmm. BL doesn't really take that format. Like, you know, part of the format as BL is you have this, like, one couple and the journey of the show is watching them get together and, like, watching their love succeed. So when you bring in a second season where their love has already succeeded, it's kind of like, where do you go from there? And so I think that I agree that for a lot of the fans, it kind of just, like, takes away the nostalgia of everything that you loved about the first season. And I I know, you know, you kind of tend to like act like it never happened type thing because there's very few examples where I feel like a second season has felt like it's added more onto what the original had brought into the equation. Yeah. I feel like there's also a flip side to it where fans could want a second season just because they want more content from the characters or the actors that they fell in love with. And that's where it kind of makes second seasons feel like fan service. Yeah. Almost. Because it's like they just put these characters in random scenarios because people want to see them. Like there's demand for it, which yeah. makes sense that you would want to capitalize off that but it's just interesting how there's like a group of people who are like so like purist like we only want this one season thing so Mm -hmm. it's not ruined but then there's people who are very like open i guess to there being more to the story in a second season even if it Mm -hmm. inevitably ends up disappointing them 
Yeah. And I yeah, feel like I'm I feel both like, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times I'm like, I would love to see more of them. But then I feel like a lot of the times I feel like a special episode or something can really like satisfy that need for me. There's definitely times where I've been like, this needs a second season and I want to see a second season from it. And like, we haven't gotten it. <laughs> but then it's like the shows mm-hmm. where I'm like, did I really want a second season from this? Like, and that's the stuff we get a second season from. But I'm always, I feel like I'm always open to the idea of it. But I think it's really dependent on like the production you have behind it, the writers you have going into it, and honestly, like the type of story you were telling in the first season of the show. And I just think like a lot of the times the shows that end up getting second seasons are the shows that like really could have done with like a special episode. And like, it, I think it would have satisfied a lot of the fan service elements that people were looking for, given them an opportunity to, as a production company, pool more revenue from the franchise or whatever they're trying to do, but also still like maintaining the draw that the original season had that really brought people in. So yeah, it is a weird line to tell, but I think like a lot of the times they end up falling on the side of this was not a good decision as opposed to (laughs) this was a good decision. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the biggest examples, and I've talked about this one time and time again, is Together With Me, the next chapter. (laughs) I will never, and like, even though I've like, over the years realized that even Together With Me wasn't like the masterpiece that I I believed it was when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. When the, the the second season came out, I was still very much into like that franchise. And I was like, super excited to see where it would go. And like, Oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I think about it. And it just makes me so angry that they like, you know, it's like we said about like the Eclipse Our Sky episodes and like a couple of our previous recent episodes. It's like, it took all like the character development and the characterization that they had built up in the first season and just like flipped it on its head. And I think that's like one of the most frustrating things about doing second seasons in BL is because a lot of the time the first season is about a lot of like character development happening in one quick season. And then, you know, you get there and you're happy with where the character ended up or where the relationship ended up. And then a second season comes in and flips it on its head. And I think that that together with me, the next chapter is like one of the most severe examples I can think of of that. And then they also brought in like a cheating trope. So it's like, Mm -hmm. they really like... (laughs) ticked off every negative unnecessary box that could be ticked off. And I feel like we didn't even really get the fan service that you might have been wanting from a second season because so much of it was taken up by like this weird pseudo cheating. Is he cheating? Is he not storyline? And so it's kind of like, what was the point if you're not bringing the fan service and you're not bringing a decent writing, (laughs) then why did we (laughs) even do this to begin with? So whenever we talk about second season curses, that's like the one show that I think comes to mind for me. And I I just can't get over it. Makes me so frustrated. (laughs) I have a random story about that series together with me and Mm -hmm. the second season that I don't think I've ever told anybody. And at the time that I watched together with me, I was living in a motel in between us moving from our old house into our new house because we had some like complications or whatever with like stuff that needed to be paid off. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, what's the next series I can watch? And I picked Together With Me because at the time there was like, you know, like nothing to watch, literally. Mm-hmm. And so I opened the first episode and I was laying in bed next to my mom. <laughs> oh, no. And the first oh, episode no. started with, you know how it starts. Yeah. It's our one night stand. <laughs> and I was like, I was like looking over <laughs> moment i was like i don't think she is she was like too preoccupied with what she was doing but i was like this is a very (laughs) this is a very intense way to be introduced to this series these characters and it's very awkward but yeah that's just a random story that i remember just now that i don't think i've ever literally mentioned anyone (laughs) together with me that's a show watching around funnily enough i think i did no, my sister, my younger sibling watched it on their own, and then we tried to rewatch it together. And that's when, like, this was in the pandemic, pandemic, like early days. And that's when I realized that, like, a lot of the nostalgia I had around the original together with me was because of Max and Toll and, like, just them mm-hmm. as actors and their chemistry, and that the actual story itself wasn't, like, giving really anything. So taking a show that, like, didn't really have much of a story in the first season and then adding a second season onto it. Like, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it didn't stick the landing, but it's just at the time it pissed me off so much because I was so into together with me that I was just like, what did you do to my show? My, my children that I suffered through watching them work through all their shit to get together. And then (laughs) you fucked it up within like the first like two or three episodes of the second season. And I ended up never finishing it, so you know I never finished it. Yeah, I'm but trying to think I of like, like other I, examples. I feel like I have to bring up a chance to love because mm. the way I feel about that and <laughs> love by chance is like exactly how you feel about yeah. together with me, where I had this very, I guess, like romanticized. Yeah, vision of what Love by Chance was because since that was the first Thai BL I ever watched, I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, there are Asian dramas that actually have like gay characters in it. Like that already felt mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. And then you look back on it and you're like, well, wasn't <laughs> the best show? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It was good for the time, but it's not the best show. And then you bring in the fucking second season that yeah. shouldn't doesn't even deserve to be associated with yeah. love by chance <laughs> and it's just like it's another thing where i'm like this really wasn't needed because it almost like ruined the first yeah. season because i don't know i feel like they should have scrapped the idea to do a second season the second all the stuff happened with saint and perth's managers mm-hmm. because it was just all a bad omen <laughs> for what was to come after yeah. that so like as excited as i was whenever it was announced and it was happening i feel like the eventual disappointment just killed my spirit <laughs> yeah and at least with this one there were some aspects of it that i liked like, I loved how they wrapped up Tom and Tar's storyline. Mm-hmm. I loved the family drama with Tin's older brother. And I did really like seeing, like, how A was coping with Pete not being there. 
Yeah. Like those were the elements of it that was that were really good, but yeah. for the most part, the inconsistent characterization really threw it off for me. And I feel like that's another thing. Like with together with me, it's they don't act like how they did at the end of the first mm-hmm. season. Yeah, it's like they're starting so it's like all over undoes. from the beginning again. Yeah. Yeah, it undoes all their character development, and you're like, this isn't even the same Where is person. The continuity, anymore. like. It was very evident with Can's character because yeah. in the first season he is this really like I don't think abrasive is a word, but he's just like a lot and he does stand up for himself. Like he's not a meek person. Mm-hmm. But in the second season, he's characterized as this like hopeless toddler who can't do anything without Tin's help, and that's just not who he is. Like yeah. that's not his character. And then of course, they had to do the weird comedic framing with Techno and Kankla again. <laughs> Which, <laughs> they didn't stop with that. I guess the upside to that, I will say, is that Techno was still very much in character. Like, he ended up being one of the good characters in the series. But it was a train wreck. It really was. And yeah. I guess this points to another reason why season twos don't usually work. And it's like cast changes and like Mm -hmm. unpredictable issues that can really affect going into the second season what it was going to be and what it ends up being yeah there's just some things it's like well the luck and timing is really bad of this yeah i didn't even watch (laughs) the second season of love by chance because (laughs) i I did not like tin and can that much in the first season so when like everything happened with Saint and Perth and their managers. And like, we knew that Saint was not going to be returning for any more love by chance. And like the focus was going to kind of shift to tin and can. I was like, "Mm, I don't think this is going to be for me. But then like hearing people talk about it and like hearing you talk about it. Like when we first started doing the podcast, I was like, yeah, I think this was a a right, a right choice I made not to get involved with that second season. But yeah, I just think, the other one that came to mind for me, and I I didn't even fit, really finish the first season of this one, but I tried to watch the second season for Come On and Copter, was Gen Y season two. Oh. And like the first season of Gen Y, I honestly like enjoyed it up to a certain point. And then they started bringing in like fantasy elements out of nowhere. And it just kind of like lost the ball a little bit for me. But I was excited because I thought that the second season was going to focus more on Kimon and Copter's characters because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know why I thought they were going to be more of a focus. They were billed as like the main leads for the first season as a, or for the second season, as opposed to Bass, who played YU being the main lead for the first season. And so like, I think I just expected more from them, but I got through like one episode and it was just one of those shows where there's too many people involved and there's too many pairings and I didn't like most of them. And then like, I was kind of like watching through people's comments and kind of seeing the story that they went through with Kimon and Copter's characters was a good, I realized it was good for me that I did not continue to watch because wherever they went with their characters is just not something that I would have enjoyed. And so I think that's like another thing that kind of happens with second seasons is like when you have like a big ensemble cast and the focus kind of like shifts to another pairing in the second season. I guess it really depends on like if you liked that pairing in the first season, you know, it can kind of be hit or miss. Like for some people, I'm sure like with 
the love by chance season getting a season that focused more on tin and can was great because i know a lot of people preferred them in the original series i was not one of them but i know that was a lot of sentiment that their relationship was like very well received in the first (laughs) season but then at the same time it's like you have all these people excited to see a second season that focuses on like the side couple or the secondary couple and then you fumble the bag again so it's like is it really a win for them in the end i don't know there's just there's so many factors that I feel like can go wrong, and they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, I don't know. I also thought of Sodus S mm. as a bad example because, again, it's one of those ones that just felt unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't need a continuation to Kung Pop and Arted's story, especially when that continuation was basically like, oh, my boyfriend is still repulsed by me and doesn't want to be around me after all this time. Yeah. Like, it was just... I felt like it was just more suffering on Kung Pop's part. Literally. I can't even remember the details of, like... I know I watched the entire second season of that and I can't remember like any of the details of it because it was just so not (laughs) giving what I don't even know what I hoped it would give. But yeah, it just felt like a lot of the same thing. I do remember that and just moving it to one of them being in a workplace setting as opposed to being in fully in a university setting. So yeah, that's definitely Mm. another example. But yeah, I don't know. The other one I kind of thought of, which like, it's not technically a second season, but it's like a franchise, I guess, between us. I won't say it was oh. bad. I won't say it was bad, but I think <laughs> it was one of those ones that fell victim to being so hyped for so many years after the yeah. original Until We Meet Again. That I just felt like it was boring when the time came around. Like... I don't know what happened there. Like, I know this is a sentiment that I've seen from other people. I know there are a lot of people that really liked it. But there are also a lot of people who were very in- invested in Win and Team in the first season that were like, what happened here in the second season? And so I don't know if it was an issue of just like too much time passing between, you know, the the hype around the original and when they were able, finally able to do the second one or just, you know, I was always a Dean Parm girly. So, you know... <laughs> Yeah. I was just there for like, my Dean Parm crumbs when I got them. <laughs> so I was never as invested as in Win Team to begin with. But that was when I feel like, and I think I was excited for it for a long time. And even up through the first couple of episodes, I was like, oh, this is, it's finally happening. It's so exciting. But then it got to a point mm-hmm. where I was like, it's happening. But like, what is happening, honestly, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's one where I feel like it just could have done with a special yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't think it needed a full out series, which is sad to say, because I really looked forward to it mm-hmm. as well. But it's like one of those things, again, where it feels like, I don't know if they didn't have enough material, because they do have their own story. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder if there was just a lot that they had to cut out of the original story, you know, mm-hmm. depending on if it just wasn't suitable or just didn't make sense with the way that they told Dean and Parm's story. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, sometimes the pacing with second seasons is just mm-hmm. like unbearably slow. 
and not in a good like slow burn way it's slow yeah. like nothing's happening nothing is happening boring. exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so that's why i think like kind of moving into like when second seasons can be done well I think the ones that are kind of like a short extension of the original season, like Cutie Pie to You, and even Still Together, mm-hmm. which like I've never like disliked the original Together, but like I think Still Together was like also a good extension of the original story. So it's like giving you more than one episode than you would get with like a special per se, but it's not also trying to extend the story into another full 12 episodes. So you're kind of in that like sweet spot of like four to five extra episodes that like give you the fan service. You have enough that you can have like a little bit of like a story of some sort. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com bike slash rentals. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss going on there but you're not like struggling you know they're not like struggling to make plot last for another 12 10 to 12 episodes and you know getting into that spot where like you really start to see character development fall off so i think like those shorter that are like i guess they're kind of specials but some people also call them second seasons i feel like that's like really a sweet spot if you're going to do a season two and don't just want to do a special. I think those can really be like a good option and have proved to, at least for me, like have been good, like follow ups to the original story when I've enjoyed the original story. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ones for fan service too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you're getting, you're getting a, more than you would with like just a one hour, one and a half hour special episode, but like, 
you're not dragging it out. And like, especially with like the cutie pie to you, they made time for, you know, everyone to kind of get a chunk of like every couple to kind of get a chunk of like having their moment in the story. But like, there was still like that overarching plot of like the wedding being like the main thing. And like, they were still able to address mm-hmm. a little bit of conflict around it, but like, it wasn't too much and it didn't go out of character. And I just think it like, it's like a good little, like, it's a good way to satisfy what I think they're trying to do from a second season without going all the way into doing a full second season. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Yeah. I think from what does make a second season work, like what do we think is usually the thing that makes them different from the ones that don't necessarily stick the landing? For this one, I had to think of specific examples (laughs) to kind Mm. of unpack what it is that makes second season sometimes work. Mm-hmm. And the big ones I thought of were My Beautiful Man 2, mm-hmm. and then the second season of We Best Love, mm-hmm. which, yeah. shout out, finally we're talking about yeah. some shows that aren't tied. Yeah, hello. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like these both worked for the same reason, And it's because the characters still had a lot of growing to do. So Mm -hmm. inevitably, there was more story to tell around them. And they didn't fall into those common tropes we mentioned before, like cheating or messy random breakups, something like that. But instead, I feel like they build on the foundation that they already had. And then they delve deeper into the characters Mm -hmm. and any unresolved issues that they had from the first season. So it's like, basically, they don't create new issues. They don't really yeah. create new conflicts, but they elaborate on maybe ones that were lingering at the end of the first season. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. like the big money item that like you need when you're, if you're going to do a second season, like there needs to still be something left there to elaborate on. And so I think it works better when you get into these shows that have these like, more complex characters who have like, you know, been through some shit and like the relationship isn't as cut and dry simple as you get with like your, your run of the mill, like BL series. And so these shows that have kind of given you a more complex character relationship and dynamic between the characters, I think usually leave you with the best setup for a second season in terms of like individual character development and also like relationship development and finding ways to expand on the original story without kind of like giving into those tropes yeah so yeah yeah, i think yeah and with my beautiful man too i guess it helps that the first season's already short and then the second Mm -hmm. season's short because that is just how japanese bls tend to do it so i think just like the fact that they didn't have like 10 episodes to come up with material for probably helped it a lot to not feel dragged out and pointless yeah yeah no i agree yeah so i think there's like one of the things that i put in the notes was like the intentions of the production the writers and the directors so i think like at the end of the day like if you're doing a second season like you're doing it at least from a production standpoint like they want to expand the franchise they want to get more revenue. They want to keep the the fans interested in the pairing or, or the, the story, whatever they're trying to do. But I think like having writers and producers and directors who are still like wanting to keep the integrity of the original show on top of that makes a big difference. So like, I don't know, I keep going back to Our Sky 2 because like you could see the stark difference between like 
the way some of those stories like played out and the way some of them didn't. And, you know, I think we were, mm-hmm. they were all kind of falling into that, like, GMMTV production timeline of like not necessarily having enough time to do what they maybe wanted to do with the story, but like some of them still were able to make more from it than others. And so like, I think, I don't know, I don't really know where I'm going with that, but I I guess there's like a level of like, what are the intentions of the people that you're also bringing into work on the story? If you're going to do more of the story and how does that impact it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with GMMTV, there are so many, like, directors in there that we shout out all the time just because Mm -hmm. we, like, personally believe in them. Like, Mm P.O.F., JoJo, Golf, like, Mm -hmm. those kind of people pretty much know what their intentions are going into shows. Like, they're doing this because they love to create media, Mm -hmm. and they kind of use that media as a platform for the issues that they personally want to get across. So it really does depend on like Mm -hmm. who is behind the production when it comes to talking about cash grabbing and stuff. Yeah. But I could also see it kind of from the perspective of just like the creator. And whenever I was thinking about this, I had the eighth sense in mind Mm -hmm. because they are thinking about doing a second season or they want to, but I feel like sometimes if you are, for example, the director of that series, it's like normal to get attached to it and yeah. kind of want to capitalize on mm-hmm. the success while you can. That's like, true. because we do live in a capitalist society, <laughs> which yeah. I feel like I always am bringing up <laughs> capitalism, but it's so relevant. And it's just like, it's probably not always easy or feasible for them to say no (laughs) to doing a second season because you know you have the possibility of like long-term success and Mm -hmm. financial security and i mean like this isn't bl related but i even think about how like netflix will offer like a director or a creator like a million dollars to like make a second season of their show and it's like how do you really how do you really turn that down? Say that, say no to as that. As a creator yeah, true. person. And so I feel like you basically have to ask yourself, like, if you're in that position, do you go with what you know will sell or do you take a risk on something new? Mm. And people just don't always take the risk. Yeah, It's really cool when they do and something like really innovative, like the eighth sense happens. But if I just like wonder, like... I just keep using them as an example because it's fresh in my mind. But like, it's like, where do you go after that? Like, what do you create after that? Do you try to do a second season? Is it feasible? And then what other opportunities do they have other than the one show that gained them popularity? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a really interesting perspective to think about it from is like, if you have the opportunity, and that's something that will allow you to work more. And also, like you said, like continue with a story or characters that you've gotten attached to, then I can see why they would be wanting to do it. And, you know, I think most of the time, the people working on these stories go into them with good intentions, and, you know, want to make something that's, you know, going to do justice to a story that they originally helped create and really cared about. And there's like a million factors probably that go into 
what makes it into the story and what doesn't. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that's like a really, I don't know, like that perspective just didn't come to mind of like, they need they need to continue to work and like survive and like doing a second season of something that was originally popular is not guaranteed to like be successful, but it gives them like a good starting point to kind of give them good ground to work on to like keep building, I guess, a platform and notoriety and all these things that'll help them continue to work in the future. So yeah, that is a very interesting perspective. Yeah. And I guess that probably applies more to the independent productions. Yeah. Than it would like GMM TV as a whole. Like I even think that could apply to Strongberry, for example. Absolutely. I mean, they're doing a second season of Choco Milkshake because that's probably been one of their most successful endeavors to date. And I mean, people are excited about it. And so people really connected with the show. So like, why not when you're coming from a small, a very small production house that, you know, typically only has the opportunity to make shows that are a couple episodes long due for budgetary or whatever other reasons. You know, if you have the show that you found a lot of success for and were able to do more with, why not continue on and take advantage of that while you have the resources to do so? So yeah, it's an interesting perspective. I think one that I feel like sits in a really interesting place for me in terms of a second season was the second season of To My Star. Because like when you think about it, they did kind of lean into the breakup trope there. And I know that a lot of people were not happy with them choosing to go that route for the second season. But I think they did it from like a really interesting production standpoint that kind of, I guess took what was a typical second season trope and made it something that felt a little bit different by getting these, Mm -hmm. like mixing in the current timeline with also seeing these, what at the time we thought were flashbacks, which spoiler alert turned out to be flash forward of like when they actually reconciled their relationship. But I think it kind of like made the timeline of the story more interesting because like we start on them have already being broken up. And so like we're kind of like going or we think going backwards to kind of piece together what happened. And at the same time, moving forward in the timeline where they're like trying to mend their relationship. So you kind of have like these two perspectives going at once that make it really interesting. And I think like the characters in Two My Star definitely kind of what you were saying before, like having characters who still need development and have a Mm -hmm. lot that they need to work through. That was definitely true, I think, of the characters in To My Star. There was a lot that I think in like their growing up trauma and their familiar trauma that informed their decisions that wasn't necessarily addressed in the first season, like in depth, but informs the breakup and like the roots of the breakup in the second season. So I thought it was, it was just like really interesting the way the story came together, which is so... So, like, when typically, like, I would have been upset to see a breakup trope and, like, I wasn't necessarily loving that, like, you know, the second season wasn't just all fluff and happiness and romance. It was compelling in a way that made it, like, not fall into the typical second season breakup trope, I guess, if that makes sense. I guess, you know, Huang Dasul, yeah. like, would not expect otherwise from her. But I just feel like it sits in a really interesting place of kind of, like, playing into those tropes, but also, like... Yeah, reinventing them in a way that made it a little bit more interesting. Although I know a lot of people still did not like the second season. Mm -hmm. But for me, personally, it kind of made it more interesting than like a typical breakup trope would go in a second season. 
Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about <laughs> season two of To My Star. How could I forget about that? Because I really liked it too for all of the same reasons. And mm-hmm. that's also one where it may have felt slow, but it wasn't slow in the boring way. It was slow in yeah. that like slow burn painful way. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to think Huang Dasu is like the only one who would be able to pull that off because <laughs> it is true that they use the whole breakup trope thing, but it doesn't feel, I guess it, it makes sense because yeah. of who the characters are. It doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere. And the story, the breakup really just involves like their own insecurities and issues. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. really bring in a third party, which I think also helps it be a successful second season. I feel yeah. like it was successful. People talk yeah. about it. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it got a lot of conversation. And I think the breakup, like leading into the breakup was like a bit polarizing. And like, I know people didn't like it, but not because they thought it was badly written, more so that they were just like, why do I have to watch these characters go through another like eight, nine episodes of pain when I just want to see them be happy together, which is totally valid. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you're used to, I don't know where I was about to go with that train of thought, but you know, I think, you know, when you had such a tough journey to see them get together in the first season, especially with, like with the type of story that they had in season one, I can understand why people just kind of wanted to see more of them being like domestic and not falling into like the breakup trope. But I don't necessarily think that people found it to be a badly written breakup trope. Whereas in others, I think Mm -hmm. the breakup feels more like it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the characters at all. So it's less so that like, it makes you sad to watch it with like other shows and more that it's just like genuinely bad. Whereas this one, like it, it made me sad to watch it, but like, I don't think it was badly written or badly done at all. Like, I was leaning into the pain of it because it was really well done. Yeah. I just love to suffer. So (laughs) I was all for it, honestly. (laughs) Give me a story that will make me suffer any day. Makes it all more gratifying in the end. And, like, honestly, that reveal that, like, everything that we thought was a flashback from when they were together was actually a flash forward of, like, them Mm -hmm. getting back together after the breakup. Oof. That was such a cool little plot twist. Yeah, I love that they did that. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that one just sits in like a really interesting place in terms of how it kind of played into the tropes and also how it was received by people. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other ones like talked about like the shorter second seasons, like Cutie Pie to You and Still Together. I want to say, I think Still Together, like I know that like the general consensus in the BL fandom is that like, Together wasn't great. It was a bromance, you know, all these things, which I understand. But like, I I honestly enjoyed Together for what it was. And I enjoyed watching it. Mm -hmm. But I also think that like the still together special episodes corrected a lot of the things that people had issues with in the first season of Together. And so I Mm -hmm. think for that reason alone, I want to give it some credit. And I know it was I think the still together was directed by P.O. Fall. The original Together was directed by someone else but i'm not entirely sure so you know maybe that switch in director kind of made a difference but it felt nice to feel like they were listening to the issues that people took with maybe how the show ended you know what they were seeing in terms of chemistry for 
someone like a couple that was supposed to be like in a long-term relationship and these kind of things and kind of improving upon those in this like second episode special episodes type thing and like so for that reason alone i just wanted to give them credit for you know kind of like improving on what i think a lot of people had issues with which i think not many second seasons do so yeah i i enjoyed watching that one all around so yeah i usually just consider still together part of together yeah, it does because kind of feel like an extension of it. Just go together. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with Cutie Pie to you. You know, it kind of just feels mm-hmm. like an extension of where the original series ended, which is why I think those like shorter season, second season specials can be an interesting way to do it. That's kind of like in between a special episode and a full second season. It's a cool way to like just continue the story without feeling like you have to bring in completely new elements per se. Yeah. 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 It's literally just. I mean, for Cutie Pie was literally just continuing yeah. what would have happened right after. Yeah. And for all of the couples, like, I felt yeah. like the screen time was pretty equally divided, which is a plus. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, I don't know if there's any other examples that come to mind. I feel like we talked about all of the ones that I consider, <laughs> like, like be- My Beautiful Man, To My Star, Still Together, Cutie Pie to You. Like, those are, like, when I was thinking of, like, good examples of a second season those are like some of the main ones that came up mm-hmm. i think it's interesting that they all kind of fall on the shorter end and aren't like a full 12 episode second season i mean to my star and korean bls are short in general but i think maybe that's like the money spot is like not trying to make 12 45 okay. minute episodes <laughs> out of a second season and just make it something a little bit shorter and sweeter to still give people what they want but not drag it out until it ruins everything mm-hmm. yeah i mentioned season two of we best love but mm-hmm. i can't really elaborate on it because i don't remember all the details of the <laughs> series it was so long ago but yeah. i've been like comparing it in my head to sodas just because both of those go from like a first season where they're in school and then the mm-hmm. second season where they're in like corporate jobs yeah. And I think We Best Love did a really good job at keeping up with the competition that the characters had between each other. Yeah. And like carrying that into their adult lives. Like, look, these two are still like crazy about like winning <laughs> over each other, but also yeah. crazy about each other in a weird mm-hmm. way. Like the whole enemies to lovers thing. I just feel like they did it really well in that series from what I can remember. That's like, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if... I was trying to think if any other shows have, like, second seasons that are meant to be coming. I mean, I know we talked about The Eighth Sense wants to do a second season. I thought that there was supposed to be a second season of Blooming, but, like, Kwondesu, yeah. like we said, has, like, <laughs> where, where is she? What happened? Like, there's been, like, these kind of, like, tidbits of, like, season two being like talked about by like the cast and production and stuff like that but i don't know if it's actually gonna happen but she seems to be the one person who could really get it right Mm. so if they're gonna do it i would trust her to do it but yeah i don't know in general i feel like i feel like the second season is kind of unnecessary like i'd much rather see like a special episode (laughs) or a shorter run on things just if you really want to like bring something more but I would rather just like have it end on 12 episodes that I really enjoy than risk bringing in something that might mess that up. So I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like with Ty BL specifically, it's really easy to keep up the energy and hype from the first season of a show mm-hmm. without having to go into a second season. Yeah. Just because, like, they do so much fan stuff. Like, Cutie Pie is on <laughs> tour right now. Literally. And that show was, what, last year? So yeah. it's, like, very easy for Ty BL, just the industry, to keep I'm basically milking a show yeah. dry until basically they can't up until like, It's like you can milk <laughs> it up until they have, like, a new project coming out or, like, something like Literally. that. Literally. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, there's enough you can do with, like, fan meets and concerts and tours and stuff that, like, will keep people happy, but not necessarily, like, be a whole new second season that you're bringing into the equation. So, yeah, I think Tybeel mm-hmm. has, like, a perfect formula to keep the hype going around shows long beyond when they've ended. And we've seen it happen time and time again. So, yeah. Those are all the thoughts that I had. If <laughs> you don't have anything else you wanted to touch on. My brain is barely functioning right now. So I don't <laughs> yeah. even know how we got through this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made it to like 50 minutes of conversation, but we did it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's it for our episode this week, I guess. I'd be really interested to hear, you know, people's thoughts around second seasons of shows when they work, when they don't. Some examples of your favorites or ones that really just like, I don't know, ruin the original show for you even. So leave your comments with us on YouTube, over on our social media, and be sure to do all the algorithm things like like it, give us a comment, share it with your friends. They all really help YouTube and other platforms push the episode out and kind of, you know, get it out there for other people to see. So yeah, that is all for this week, and we will see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. I I don't know. It feels so weird. Just two people. I don't know why. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.